Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. All Saints Day is a day that is often misunderstood and sometimes forgotten, especially in the wider Protestant church that does not recognize liturgical seasons for the church calendar. We know about Halloween, we have the festivities of Halloween, and yet as a society, as a culture, even as the church itself, we have forgotten what Halloween even means. We throw it all together because we like slang, you know, we don't say cannot, we say can't, you know, we say y'all around here down south, and so it's Halloween, it's all Hallow's Eve, and yet we forget even what is the meaning of hollow, even though we are supposed to be praying it to the Lord's Prayer, hollow be thy name. Hallowed, hallowed ground, holiness. And we lack so much of that in today's culture and even in today's church. It's a fight, it's a battle. It's not just outside these walls, it's a battle that begins with each one of us when we wake up in the morning to believe, to know, and to persevere that we are truly called by Christ Jesus through the power of his Holy Spirit to be sanctified, for we are made saints by him. And we are called into this holiness, invited into partaking of very much the same divine nature that Christ Jesus himself held in his body while on earth and holds today, taking that body into heaven. And that holiness, that divine nature, he offers into us and invites us to participate in by being adopted into his very own family, to be able to sit and dine at the king's table but not merely to just feed ourselves, but to invite others to come to the feast, come to the great wedding feast. And we hear a glimpse of it in Revelation today. We hear how all the peoples are gathered together from every tribe, every tongue, every nation. God has marked out and called forth his flock, and it represents all of humanity. For those who have ears, let them hear. But sadly, we live in a day in which we know about Halloween, but we just know about it from the cultural standpoint. It's fun. It's games. It's good. It's not for us to look down upon, but it's something for us to reclaim. Because the true feast starts today. The true party, the celebration starts today on All Saints Day when the feast commence. We have gathered to the candy. We have got all the candy corn you could want and then some. And now we feast upon it today, not simply because it's the day after Halloween, but because it is the feast. It is the feast day of all saints. And yet we've forgotten so much of our heritage, so much of our history, so much of what makes our faith our faith. We don't know the scriptures that we proclaim or confess to believe in. We don't even claim anymore the very prayer book heritage we have received. So much of Anglicanism within itself walks away from this pure godly heritage we received. Not that this book of common prayer came from heaven, no, but it takes the words of heaven. It takes the words of scripture. It takes the words of Christ that he inspired by his spirit and organizes it for us sinners, yet saints, to pray back to our God, to be molded by this prayer book life, by this calendar of seasons of years and sanctifying certain days to be holy so that we will remember that though we are not naturally holy, Christ has imparted within us his very own self-same spirit to make us holy, to declare us righteous, and then to invite us to participate in and to become more and more righteous day by day.
And that comes by denying ourselves. It comes by remembering that as we just prayed in the collect of the day, that Almighty God, you've knit together, just as you knit us together in our wombs, just as you knew us when we were in our mother's wombs, you have knit us together here in this building and beyond this building to all the ends of the earth from the peoples of God, those who are in Africa, those who are in Australia, those who are in Europe, those who are in Asia, those across the continents into one communion. And this one communion is not just of the living, for as Christ Jesus taught, he said that God is the God of the living and not of the dead. So even those whom we consider dead are in Christ. Those who are the faithful departed are still part of that one communion, that one church. And the only separation we have is the temporary separation of death because Christ has conquered death. And even this temporary separation is just a thin veil, a thin place in which we will soon pass through and the Lord will return us from in the resurrection body. And so this one communion, if we do have to describe it as separate, we don't say that it's two churches. We don't say it's two communions. It's one communion. The church triumphant who enter into Christ's triumphs, enter into Christ's victory, and are right now, as we speak, praising God Almighty, the blessed Holy Trinity, right there before the throne of God, crying out, holy, 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 as we began this service today. And as we will continue singing just a moment, as we prepare our hearts and our minds, our spirits and our souls to receive communion with God himself. And in addition to that part of the church, still the one church, that is the church triumphant, we right now belong to the church militant. And it was perhaps coincidence, perhaps really providence, that I happen to be wearing my, my boots today. But that's truly what we need to be doing, church, is putting our boots on, because we are the church militant. Yes, militant. It's in military. It's in going out there and fighting the good fight. But as we heard from last Sunday, it's not against flesh and blood. It's against the powers, the principalities, the dark cosmic powers, as Paul tells us. And so all those whom we see who do not follow the Lord Jesus Christ, they have been deceived as we once were. They're in darkness as we once were. And we are light bearers. And though we will face hostilities, as Christ told us today in his gospel, in that famous and beautiful Sermon on the Mount, rejoice and be glad when it comes, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And as our Lord says, says elsewhere, if they persecute the master, how much more will they persecute the servants? And right now, church, we live in a time when the persecution here in the States is light compared to what's being faced across the world. So embrace the light persecution now because it will get more challenging and more dark before the light comes. But nevertheless, the light is not stuffed out. No, you have been sanctified by the very Holy Spirit of God who has redeemed you. You have been sanctified or are being sanctified. You are saints and are being ever more made into saints you may not feel like a saint and that's good we need to be humbled we need to be humbled more often that's why we confess our sins before we come and receive from the lord's table and also if we're humbling ourselves truly we realize that the words of ecclesiasticus are quite true there are some who have no memorial who have perished as though they have not lived 
They have become as though they had not been born, and so have their children after them. For our name is not to be remembered, but the work that we have, the vocation we all have, Christian, here on this earth, is for Christ's name to be remembered, glorified, and praised. And that is our task. Not to bolster up our own name, not to bolster up where we're at, not to even bolster up our own church here, but to bolster the name of Christ. And he will glorify his name. And he will do so through his own body, which is us, the church, the one communion, the church. One of my favorite quotes is preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. Preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten. And that's what Ecclesiasticus is telling us here. To glorify the name of God. And the way we do that, O church, is to remember who you are. Remember who you are. You are created in the image of God. You are redeemed by his beloved Son. And you are sent out by his Holy Spirit to glorify his name everywhere you are. Right here in this little piece, in this little corner of earth that we call home. And the church that great Catholic universal church that stretches out from here throughout the globe will continue praising God's name, witnessing who Christ is, and being light bearers. That is our call. That is our commissioning. And we bear good news. We bear a revelation that's not our own, but we get to pronounce, we get to herald. Because it changes who we once were to who we are now and, Lord willing, to whom we shall become in Christ. We cannot forget that. Because we hear in Revelation today, when there's the question, who are these clothed in white robes? Where have they come? And the answer there is they're the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That is our call, O church, is to remember those baptismal robes in which we were clad, not by our own righteousness, but clad by Christ, so joined by Him, so united into His Spirit, so now it should no longer be us who live, but Christ who lives within me. It's the call of St. Patrick's breastplate of Christ before me, Christ within me, Christ ever-present with me. For the call in which we have been enrolled into, the mission which we've been joined to, is not one which we sought out, but one which was given to us, one that was gifted to us. Because church, we got to stop and think for a moment that our call is not merely to be saved by Christ, not merely to be redeemed by Christ, but also to pronounce to all the nations, to all those we encounter, what Christ has done for us and what he's done for the world. It's not for us to give people ears to hear. It's not for us to give people the eyes to see, but it is for us to go forth and to share who Christ Jesus is, what he has done for us and for the world, 
and what he is doing in our lives and is willing to do to all those who bend the knee and bow to their maker. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast for this week. We're expanding our ministries at Church of the Good Shepherd and expanding our space as well in order to better accommodate our growing church family and also to minister to our children. If you feel led to give, please feel free to text the word SHARE to 1-888-364-GIVE. Or additionally, visit us at www.goodshepherdacna.com and go over to the menu item listed Donate to Donate Online. We appreciate any help that you can give, and we hope to see you soon. Come visit us on Sundays at 9 a.m. for Bible study and at 10.30 a.m. for Sunday worship. God bless.